two, one, and we're live. Okay, so uh, first podcast of the year 2020, and uh, I have uh, someone that I wanted to have on the podcast for a long time. We, we've been planning that and uh, sending messages like, do you want to be on the podcast? We want to talk to you. We want to talk about your career. And here she is. So this is Flavia. She's a um, software engineer. Yes. CTO of uh, 30 Hertz. Megahertz. 30 megahertz. 30 megahertz. That's the way you say that? It's like, not an easy name. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, um, so it's a company based in Amsterdam. But before talking about the company, I want to talk about Flavia. So you're a first software engineer. You, you, you study computer science in, in uh, Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. And uh, you work as a software engineer for many years, um, Android project, and then you work on, uh, you, you actually start a cloud-based uh, kind of a software yeah. company in the mm. way. Yeah, and I worked uh, for quite some years, I think. Uh, I think in Argentina I was already, because I, I uh, studied and worked at the same time. So yeah. by the time I finished, uh, it took 10 years to finish my studies because I was working, working in the more or less full okay. time. Yeah. Uh, so I had, I don't know, 10 years of experience, uh, mostly working as a software developer in yeah. Java or technical lead. And then I moved to Holland. Yeah, like 12 years ago, as you that mentioned. That was yeah. uh, 12 years ago. Um, and then... Yeah, I worked for uh, TomTom. Yeah. It was the first job, more or less the first job, not really, but in Holland. Yeah, are they, are they the one who actually... Um, um, no, no, I came, uh, no, I okay. came by, uh, privately. Oh, okay, so, okay. And then I, f I looked for a job. Yeah, but very good. But it was good. not... Uh, yeah, but you had... Because um, uh, at TomTom you were working mostly on their Android... Uh, App or is actually that something the like that? Uh, um, a sort of Google Maps, but made mm. by TomTom, Tom, which Tom. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is basically it, is a, it was a Google Maps with traffic and yeah. stuff like that. Indeed. And then then I went on to work in Layer, which is an uh, uh, augmented reality okay. uh, app, which yeah. by now is. It was, uh, I think, a bit too far ahead in, in time. In time, yeah. And, yeah, it, it, it lived the, for the, a few the, years. The, the concept of <coughs> being too far ahead in time, I want to go back to <laughs> it a bit later because uh, you, 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 so far, I mean, uh, over the years, you built a few companies and, uh, and you probably know better than anyone that uh, some companies have, like our product, have their time and yeah. then you gotta probably be patient but uh yeah, like keep, then, keep going and then you had yeah you have you have a problem if you're ahead of time yeah. in time yeah and, uh, yeah yeah you like layer in the end closed the, it was bought by another company but they closed down because it was not uh i don't know profitable yeah. or it was not uh, yeah it was yeah, not their was time no, yet not yeah. really a business case to, yeah. to continue and actually where we are now we're, we're also making a pro I will talk about it yeah. later, I yeah. think, but the product we make is also, we are doubting if it's the right time because, uh, yeah, growers have to be convinced in that this will really uh, yeah. help them. And maybe they think, no, they yeah. are. Okay, so we, we get back to it yeah. later. So, so um, um, and then, and then mm. at some point, um, 
you had you 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 if you had this issue i don't know how how you will materialize that and you start um a company called cloud um yeah, nine, yeah, apps. N- nine apps it was yeah. nine apps yeah it was actually uh, a cloud um yeah there is a, a like platform, cloud yeah. we called it a cloud boutique yeah it's uh it still exists okay the companies now it's more a consultancy uh which for us when we were uh we sold it yeah. or almost <laughs> um when we did it we were a few friends with four people yeah uh, and the idea was that with very few people we could serve uh nine companies yeah. we could keep nine apps running full uh, 24 7 okay without so much effort without having to wake up all the time which we did have to wake up that's <laughs> if we <laughs> because we held um, making these architectures more scalable than uh, it was it could be improved and we didn't have to to have too much work and it was really interesting job like working with many different development teams sometimes a lot of headaches because of that <laughs> you know i mean now i think developers are the best kind of people to work with but when you <laughs> work when we when you work with many different teams and everyone has their their special thing and you are yeah. external then it's a bit more difficult yeah uh, but it was yeah we work with amazon web services and it was uh, extremely uh, illustrating for us like we learned how to uh, how to grow scale architectures from a few users to yeah. all of a sudden well uh, layer was one of our customers and oh, okay. one time they had a uh, they were on television and then they had a, a huge a pike, spike yeah. Yeah, in yeah. Uh, load and well we were able more or less to handle that but we had issues uh, and it, learning all these things was really nice and uh, um, i want to go back to because right after that you started um you started uh, uh, 30 megahertz in, in still in Amsterdam, and uh, today you're uh, a company uh, yes. <coughs> based in, uh, like, uh, what is it again? Southeast or west yeah, in Amsterdam it's, somewhere? Uh, near yeah, it's Amsterdam near Slaughter yeah. yeah. And then you have a customer all around the country, or uh, how does that work? Uh, yeah, we have customers in Holland, mm-hmm. a lot That's of them, yeah. growers. Yeah farmers and yeah, then uh, also in other countries we have a lot of uh, in UK in US as well okay. in Asia and uh, Australia yeah so let me let me go back to the beginning yeah uh, you are you're this young woman uh, in in uh, early age and then you're like I'm interested in computer or what happened? How, how did you get into computers? Why did you choose computer science, if I were to put it this way? Well, it, it, it sounds like very, um, it might sound a little bit uh, chance. I think that happened by chance. But yeah. I was when I was finishing uh, high school, I was thinking, what am I going to study? I was going to study something, but I didn't know what because I... I did like many different things. And then I was talking to a good friend and uh, I used to have a computer at home. I okay. used to have, um, I used to a little bit play programming like uh, in the period of basic and uh, 
Yeah, it was a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Uh, the, the typical, like, taking the, the uh, I don't know, ma uh, computer magazines and yeah. then copying the code the to see, like, yeah. a game code to see what happened wow. and stuff like that. And then I talked with this, to this friend who said to me, like, but you can spend hours in front of the computer. Why don't you study something related to that? And I was like, mm, okay, that's a good idea. A bit silly, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I think at first I was going to study engineering. And then when I, when I saw the computer science, I really liked uh, the program, the, the different... Uh, okay. What, what was what? What is the subject you like the most? Well, I like that? things like artificial intelligence, okay. and, uh, that kind of thing, machine wow. learning. So you you, you got, uh, you, but that even there, if you're talking about ML AI, because uh, you did your study, uh, you said like between like uh, 1996 and then, uh, so even there. AI, ML, all it these things is like pretty new. new. Was, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you had we already had some curriculum that incorporated. Was, yeah, there was artificial intelligence as a yeah. but you, as an optional subject you could okay. choose, and machine learning, which I did choose. Yeah. And we did some robotics as well. I think at that um, in those years, uh, I'm not sure now, but our there's a. a Fo uh, robot football championship yeah and our university was participating so it, already it, back yeah, then yeah uh, okay it nice. goes back much more than we think <laughs> yeah yeah okay because mm -hmm. obviously now it, it became uh mainstream we see it everywhere we think uh this is a pretty concept uh, a new concept but uh yeah no. uh, it has been in 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 work uh, for for many years yeah. now. now it's much more applied because yeah. there's more data and there's mm. more computing power yeah mm. indeed and um so what is, uh, at the end of your study or you said during your study you were um already working what what what, what um how did that work for you to combine and studying and working uh, and st and still keeping focus on this is what I want to do. This is what, what I want to achieve. Uh, I guess I'm also a little bit stubborn because I just I chose to study that and I continued. But um, on the other hand, it's really very enjoyable that you, if you're I don't know learning something at school and then applying, applying it at it. work yeah. and vice versa learning something at work and then you go to school and then you can say okay in reality this is maybe a bit different or it's it's I found it really uh, very positive and I would recommend it to other people I know here in Holland it's more like you study maybe. and you get a grant maybe or something and yeah. then you you cannot you cannot work in, yeah take uh, many years it's it's different in argentina you have a public university and it, it can take you a long time yeah. you're allowed to okay to yeah take that's a, that's a good uh it's, a, it's different yeah um, I, I actually like it much better because it, it gives you that freedom like you go you try stuff and then uh, you can come back get new more knowledge and then you go back and yeah. then keep applying and at some point, yeah, you're done with uh, learning, and but you have much, much more um, technical uh, experience or background uh, at the end of the, the yeah. program. In France, they have these, um, uh, they have these uh, 
like part time, you study and and then you're working, um, and so they do like okay. uh, uh, one week at school, three weeks at at companies and stuff like that. Sounds so that that gives yeah. people uh, possibility to combine learning and apply those learnings right mm. away. Interesting. So then you, you go, you went on and start working for. Uh, a lot of companies. One of them you just mentioned was TomTom. Yeah. And you work on Google Map before Google Map or something close to it. How was the experience of like trying to map the world and put it in a, in a digital uh, digital format? Yeah. Um, it was, I don't know, uh, for me, it was also interesting that I, I came from the Java world and backend and so on, and then I went on to do to to make the front end of uh, first I worked on the front end and then on the the back end yeah. of this Google Maps thing, and it was like the nice thing is like the the team was so good and it was everything had to work always, mm -hmm. so we did tests for everything. So I, maybe it was not uh, at the level of Google Maps now. No, totally not, because Google Maps now is a yeah. monster. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it, the quality was really uh, was really good. So yeah. I, I, I I met people that I still I'm still in contact with, or some people who work with us now that we we <laughs> asked asked him to come. Um, yeah. I was not involved in the maps themselves, mm -hmm. uh, so it was more like the front okay, end and the yeah. communication between APIs and. Uh, because it seems trivial today when you think about it, but uh, that apps, even if it's it's for free mm. for most of people, it is actually an amazing piece of software when you think oh, about yes. the, the, the the Google Maps, Google Maps, <laughs> uh, and uh, what you can do with it. Well, uh, which kind of uh, like when you start such a project, let's just map the world, mm. and that that's actually really ambitious. Um, so that's why, as I thought you you yeah, as you mentioned, like uh, working on such a thing, and it was early on. Um, so uh, Google Map wasn't already. No. Where, where it is today so mm -hmm. but I sometimes uh, switch then on Google Maps later on right because today they use Google Map or something close to it uh, I don't, don't know, know. <laughs> okay okay because uh, I, I think they did switch to Google Map at some point to use uh, the maps themselves you yeah, know, sources? yeah 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 Could, I remember a, at that time there was also open street maps so there was like so TomTom was doing their own efforts to yeah. map the world, yeah, 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 and Google was also, and then OpenStreetMap was a sort of crowd-funded, uh, yeah, effort, effort. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's a, of course TomTom is Dutch, so it was very strong in Holland, but in the rest of the world, it uh, no, became it less and less. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So let me let me yeah. ask you this: you you work um, as a developer. Um, you 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 led teams and then uh, at some point you were working as you mentioned for a uh, layered is, is that the, the company that was doing the the augmented, augmented reality yes. thing and then from there you went on and built uh, nine apps that that's that transition from how did I get there? yeah how did you get there how, what is the transition from 
I'm leading, I'm leading this team and there is this opportunity and let's go and build that company. I, it might have happened in different ways, but can you tell us the story well, of actually, a transition? I was, so, so one of the, the, there was one person, one very special person who was doing the, the op DevOps of Layer mm -hmm. at that moment when I was still working there. Yeah. I brought him in. Because the secret device is he was my husband. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so okay. he was. Okay, okay. So he, 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 he started, uh, um, basically he started alone yeah. with the company, yes. Nine Apps. Uh, I worked for a few months more, but I, I said, no, I want, I want to join you. I don't want to, yeah, I want to do our own thing. He didn't earn money for a long time, uh, but at some point, yeah. I decided I just I just want to do it to do it together and uh, yeah okay and yeah from then on it was I think because uh, in the case of Jörg my husband he had already um, he had already started a couple of companies okay. before yeah so it was in that sense I had I don't know, someone to, to rely, rely on, on yeah. some of the aspects of funding a company. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's how that's how it started. Okay, okay. But yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, on the uh, other hand, it was really, for me, it was like he, he was, he had done a lot of um, uh, operations in, 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 his, in his previous work, like mm -hmm. maintaining servers and stuff. And for me, it was, I'm a developer with <laughs> server. I don't know just uh, how do this thing works. Th yeah. This was like from A to C. Okay, let's uh, learn this. And so that's why I say it was the mentality in those, I think there were five years or so, changed completely for me. So okay. it's like you think as a developer, you do your stuff and you finish it and you test it fine you, yeah you pass yeah. it on to the next person who's yeah. going to yeah. take care of it it was like no you have to think how are you going to make sure it's always online how are you going to monitor how are you going to m so the architecture is part of your yeah thinking thinking yeah, yeah. so yeah so basically uh, what you're saying there is like you grew it helped you see um have you um uh, see things differently uh, about software engineering, you know, in the, yes. as a whole, um, the package. Yeah. And well, now you can see, uh, like all around the world, there is this DevOps mentality. There is this, uh, like, we want to have uh, um, uh, developers that are able to ship their code and and maintain that that relation. But you were that's kind of what you were already doing. Yeah. Um, uh, back then, we were talking about like 2009, 2014, so yeah. like five years. It wasn't I've, that obvious for people yet. like this is the way uh, you should be building a uh, product. I think that we had a lot of inspiration from, um, you know, Werner Vogels from Amazon Web, the CTO of Amazon Web Services. So we braided and... Uh, spoke yeah. AWS and uh, everything was AWS and we we learned that from them so he, there, there's a, a saying that he 
He used to say, you build it, you run it. So not you only you build it and test it and it's all fine. You run, run it. it. Yeah. And that changes completely the way you do it. Yeah, I like that. Now. You build it, you run it. I like <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I think that that was a big inspiration. Yeah, for I will even put it like if as a as a, are you a DevOps engineer? Yeah. So did you build it? Yeah. Do you run it? Yes. Then you're a DevOps engineer. <laughs> uh, it's in a way because uh, the, uh, there is this this question between uh, what is a DevOps engineer and uh, do a DevOps engineer code? And uh, like my opinion is like you didn't build it, so what mm. are you calling yourself DevOps? You're an ops engineer and that's yeah. okay to be an ops engineer but not a devops uh, in a way yeah. uh, and then how, how did it work did you, did you have a team working with you? you you so you were with your husband and then did you hire more people or how did it work uh, over time with nine apps it was mm -hmm. um so we were actually uh, my husband and his sister was there, so yeah. it was yeah. very much a family company. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we asked a friend who was working in TomTom to join. Yeah, okay. And his story is even maybe more amazing because he was more in working on hardware and the low-level stuff, and then he joined us to do DevOps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so he joined as a partner. We were like four partners, and I think... Uh, some point later on, uh, we had another friend joining, and some people came and went, but it was a very small, okay, very small, small team. Okay, small team. And, and did you have to deal with, um, um, like, how was it to have partners beyond your, your husband? I mean, even your husband already is like, it's my partner in business, but... How was it the experience to build that first company for you at the end of the day? Even even though you had the help of like support of your, your husband and then kind of friends coming together, you knew people because you work with them, but at some point you need to make money to, to survive or to pay bills. How, how did it work for you? Well, I think if you, if you partner with other people to build a company, yeah. the most important thing is that you, ha you need too much somehow so I with us with us four I think we never had we never had any issues because somehow we think or we have the same values so yeah. we want quality we want to um, yeah we're honest with I don't know, no bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no bullshit a, company. Yeah. So we have the same values. We we are direct. We don't have you know big egos like uh, I think I don't have <laughs> like you know comp com competitiveness uh, oh, yeah. stuff like that or not not useless competitiveness can help you but yeah. you have to direct it to the right to, uh, to, to, to your the competition. Right yeah. <laughs> We, we're five. Let's not fight internally, yeah, but fight like, them. You know, who is right and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It's like, okay, what's best for what we are doing for yeah. the company? And so, so that was also when I, when I by the time we, we decided to go to 30 megahertz, um, the experience was like, it's, it's just uh, easy to work together. And we are just all equal, you know. There's yeah. no bosses and there's no... And then when you build a bigger company and then you start to need to uh, 
have positions of different titles and stuff like that, it's like, it becomes weird. Like, because you, I think uh, for all of us, we came from this all equal, we discuss everything, etc. And then some people start looking, looking at you like, we are not the same, you know? You're the boss, or and it's like, yeah. that's something. One of the, the the struggles we or I had to go through. Okay. Or have okay. to. So yeah, the, I. I uh, For me, it's a big family, and sometimes you feel that you're not treated like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 difficult. I, I I do understand what you're saying there. Um, yeah, I have to admit that. Yeah, when I started Hackages, I had I, I had this flat. Manager, like everyone is just doing the best they can. They, yeah. they, you have, um, um, you're trying to make sure that everyone is equal in a sense, but um, there's always these, these little human thing coming in like, yeah, no, we're not, but why not? And then uh, people come with, like, like a lot of complexity that goes into managing relationship in, like while you're building a company, you need people gonna ask for more money or more things. Um, yeah. uh, and because they just they just think they're entitled to it, which sometimes is right, sometimes it's not, but it's just the way things goes. But then it became difficult as the company grew yeah. to maintain that we're family, we're family, family. At some point, like no, we're not. No, we it's just yeah. become it becomes unmanageable. So maybe those titles are important mm -hmm. um, to keep people. Um, uh, Prior, keep priorities uh, uh, straight. So, and then you sold that company and you went on and built your current company. Uh, so, yeah. can you tell us more about of, uh, there's that transition. transition? Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Actually, we. Because um, you actually went in like total, like a different direction. Yeah, like, it took some years. Yeah, because okay, okay. First, we, we built a platform which was uh, supposed to help us with nine apps to, yeah. for web monitoring. Uh -huh. So a kind of pingdom, I don't even know it, like to tell you if things are up or down, yeah. if your websites are up or down, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the response times and stuff like that. So we wanted to productize that, to make it, uh, to sell it. Yeah. Because... For me, I always wanted to make a product. Yeah, and product, not yeah. Not only uh, service, but I like to build something and see that people use it. And yeah. well, So we we started build this, building this product with the idea to sell it, but uh, to use it ourselves mm -hmm. as well. So, And we still do. Um, but this platform mutated. So over the years... First, we we found that we could, instead of just monitoring websites, we could mm. get gather data from sensors. And uh, our partner, who who worked in TomTom in the lower level yeah. hardware stuff, he had experience, so he and knowledge and background for it. So we incorporated sensors. There were okay. some. Uh, I think our first big use case. Uh, it's a company, it's, it's called GGZ uh, in Dutch, GGZ, it's, it's a health company. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they they wanted to know if the rooms were occupied or not, and if they, how how much 
occupancy did they have in the whole month because maybe they could rent less room and stuff like that. Mm, okay. So this was a, a, one of our first use cases. But I, as you can see, it's not agriculture. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. So it was, a, it was a path. So, okay, now we are the sensor company. And then later, uh, agriculture became bigger and bigger. They, there was a lot of interest in use, using sensors inside greenhouses. Mm -hmm. So we went more and more that way, and we became uh, the platform, data platform for, for agriculture. Yeah. And now uh, we are on a mission to digitalize agriculture. So we help yeah. uh, connect all the systems of, uh, that farmers use to put all the data there, visualize it, work with it, even learn. So, yeah, wow, that's how it went. So I I, so, I love the. It's important that I, I want you. I don't know if you're you'll be uh, able to give us more detail in like the transition. How you go from one uh, idea to the other, and then keep improving, and then at some point you're like, no, we we not we today we're this company. Yeah. Tomorrow we actually well this other company, but. But you said last year, like we were this other company. No, no, no. Yeah, at that moment mm. we were that company, and then we transitioned to that. And this because the the the, the market is moving. The uh, our product is growing, and more the more it grows, the more opportunities come to us. Yes. Could you could you tell us more about that transition of making the decision of let's go that route, let's explore this route because. While you were deciding to go left, maybe that or the same product could have gone on yeah. in a, in a, in a, a different direction. Because yeah. so my question there is, uh, how did you make those decisions as a team with your co-founders and to go uh, in different direction? And how did you grow the team uh, now at at uh, thirty megahertz to to where you at today? How did it go? We put it together. Well. I think it was very, two words, opportunistic and organic. Okay. <laughs> so opportunistic because we were just exploring and trying to sell to whoever would buy our sensors. Mm -hmm. I mean, at some point we realized if we were going to compete in the website monitoring uh, market, it yeah. was going to be very tough. Tough, yeah. Um, so when the, when the sensor opportunity came... I don't know, we just took it. <laughs> so, and then uh, it was just selling to whoever wanted sensors. Yeah. We have the sensor for whatever oh, you, you need. Would. Okay, which okay. Is kind of ridiculous. I mean, now we know how many types and kinds and varieties of sensors there are. It's quite, it's not true. You cannot have you count, yeah. I mean, we, we could try to connect. That's what, what, what we were doing, but... If you try to solve everyone's problem, you're not going to solve anyone's Any, problem. Anyone, you're going to yeah, do it yeah. a little bit half. But it was what we had. So we had to sell and we had to make money somehow. Uh, and yeah, it, what happened is that the horticulture, agriculture market just uh, demanded us yeah. for more and more and more. We, I think we didn't... We just got into it. We didn't have anyone from that industry. It was just, just it, yeah, it just worked. Um, and then, 
Yeah, and then it was always looking at what was happening. I mean, it, it sounds, I don't know if it sounds like we know what we're doing, but <laughs> it was more like uh, looking at what's happening and try to move wherever the opportunities are. Yeah. And you say, how did we decide? It. I think um, yeah, you everything in our company is, it, it happens in a way still even though maybe we are not a family anymore. <laughs> it's quite organic, you know, everyone talks to everyone else. Yeah. Or I mean, you're people. still a family, but not the kind of family that you mentioned at the beginning. Family with, with problems. <laughs> exactly. We need to solve these problems here and there, but it's mostly uh, like, yeah, we're growing. At some point, we need to give people title to manage better, to, to take to lead a thing yeah. uh, like a, a project and, and so on and so forth but um what, what you mentioned was um opportunities like like you had actually at, at the moment you were the sensor yeah. companies that's what you were at that exact yeah. moment and then uh, going after opportunities you realize that this one is uh Yeah, someone is willing to to take it here. It will it will have been a whole industry, a whole different industry than the greenhouses. Yeah. Uh, that will have been your main customer at the beginning, and then you will have been that company providing yes. for only this. So I like I like the uh, the flexibility there. It's <laughs> literally an adventure. But um, how do you uh, how did you then decide at some point? L let me go back to the growth of the company, and then at some point you start hiring people. I saw in your uh, leader uh, leadership team there are a lot of women, mm. uh, and that also one of the things that I when I contacted you, I was doing my research, and I saw you had um, a few other women uh, leading uh, part of the company, and and I was like, how did you build the company? to reach that level and and what is the decision process there? Um, I think I might be um, criticized by this, but I think if you want to have more diversity and more more women, you have to think about it. You d it's not like, okay, let's see, and then we compare everyone, because we compare everyone and we choose the best. Yeah. Uh, Yes, you have to choose the best, but you have to first you have to uh, look for the people you want. Uh -huh. So, um, so for example, if I want more women, then I have to go to places where there are women. There were women, yeah. Um, second, you have to realize that everyone, everyone, almost probably, <laughs> mm -hmm. have bias. Yeah. Um, so maybe you don't realize, but uh, most people have a bias. We, we all do have our yeah. own biases, yeah. Yes. So you have to be aware of that. There's a test, I don't remember what's the name, maybe I can tell you later, that you can do online, maybe you know it already, and then for different kinds of biases. Bias for women or for fat people or for people of color or for whatever. Yeah. And then it gives you an idea if you have Oh, I, I don't know about it's it. I'd be interested. I'd be interested to... Maybe I can give you the yeah. link later. Yeah. Um, so if you're aware of your bias, then you can all the time question if you are like immediately evaluating someone... Um, Based on your... 
possibly, yeah. Maybe there's an influence of your bias. Yeah. So those two things are important. Um, having said that, um, we have not been a lot, uh, a lot actively searching for people because we get a, man, many of the people who work with us are, were either friends or friends of friends or people we knew yeah. somehow through someone else, uh, brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like I have my company and we're doing X. Oh, but I know someone is. We're actually looking for that person. <laughs> That's like more being. You were talking about opportunity, like yeah, being opportunistic on this thing comes at you, and yeah. then you're like, yeah, we can just open. Yeah, the and then at some moment, we, because we work in agriculture and we have an interesting mission, mission yeah, we ha we have a lot of people coming to us. Yeah. So, so we didn't have ha we haven't had. To 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 yeah, look very actually, yeah. it's 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 a good position to be in, uh, uh, but you still you still have these. Um, it's it's from from outside. So I'm talking for me watching your company from outside. Um, you have um, like a good layer of like women in leadership uh, mm -hmm. at at your company, and and this is by design in a way. Yes. Yeah. Very good. And but. Um, what 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 is it um, that makes? How would you define your company today? What is the 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 values? The, the values? Let's go from culture. the core the core mission, uh, the values, and obviously how you build that over time. That culture, yeah, yeah. Let's just go back from the, the yeah. Go ahead. Just one thing before moving on to another. Yeah, like it's true we have women, but. I do have trouble finding uh, women engineers. Okay. So yeah. that's something I wanted to mention. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons is it's not so common that uh, for women to go and say, "Hey, I want to work for work for you." Yeah. There's maybe they're more um, afraid or like yeah, yeah to, to yeah to, to to not be good enough. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. So that's something that. Um, for us that we take into account and uh, that's why I say yeah we have to go look for them yeah uh, I don't know if it also if it's in Holland but there's not so many women women in, yeah, yeah but that's that's a general trend right because yeah, yeah it, it is so uh, you it, I, I, that's one of the reasons I invited you as well because um, uh, in my network There is there, there is not that many women in my network that are software engineers. Um, with with um, the team here at Hackflix, we were uh, we start doing these documentaries where we we actually uh, shoot we show the life of an engineer um, who has a, a double or a triple set of like passions or I'm a, I'm a software engineer and I'm a cook. I'm a software engineer and uh, I jump out of planes or the, the one we just did was like, uh, that guy is a software engineer. He's a very good dancer and he, he built robots and stuff like that. So we're telling those story as documentary. And then at some point we were like, can we find women that mm. like just tell the story, inspire other women? We didn't find any. And 
and I don't think it's just a matter of the Netherlands. It's kind of everywhere, and probably not countries like like uh, Tunisia. Um, I, I will tell you why I mentioned Tunisia, Tunisia or Ukraine or all this, because there there is this culture of saying you want to work, you want a job, you gotta study computer science, mm. and they're not afraid to go that route, okay. Russia and stuff like that. But I feel like in a country where you have that many options like here people will want to go for steams like computer science electronics and things like that by default they will go lawyer uh, i remember a, a friend of mine told me oh we just have a new a new batch of interns um and 80% of them are women and i was like how how you have 80% and they were like more than 100 people starting like the ministry i don't know where uh i mean it's here in the netherlands and i was like 80 percent women why don't we have those so kind of numbers in, 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 uh, software, as in engineers. software engineers and yeah the thing is like i don't know i did, i don't know how to to explain that uh, but there is not enough there is yeah and that's why i'm i invite what i invite you it's also to inspire people like yeah, you can do that. There's there badass women. I'm just sorry for the word, but those people are out there. They're doing great stuff, yes. and so can you. Um, and what I just mentioned, I just wrote down here is like uh, one of the things we wanted to do with Zara um, was to organize a kind of roundtable where we invite women in leadership position, but also software engineer everywhere in the industry in Amsterdam, and then we organize like. A, conversation um uh live conversation where we can discuss this thing and trying to find solution because um, yeah. yeah it's not my job to do that but i think just to have that open conversation is enough yeah. to spark yeah. interest out there um, but you'd be surprised how many uh, groups and meetups the, uh, there are of uh, women developers yeah. in different languages and so the, they already sort some of activities, some organize yeah. uh, themselves in trying to get together. Because yeah. I think, from what I remember, for example, when I when I started studying, I had this feeling like uh, I'm an alien here. Like all these guys, and they have they have already been programming in in, in Pascal for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like. <laughs> What am I doing I here? I, I don't know that. anything. Um, I don't know. It's. It, I think also women and men are different. Men tend to have to be more confident, so they show this confidence, and women see this and they are like, "Oh, maybe I'm not good enough." Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of prejudice as well. Like um, that STEM is not it's not so. It's not for women. Yeah. Like you're, if you're a woman, it's more difficult. It, and it's totally not true. Yeah. But there was a study I, I read about um, that related um, the fact that there were, it, it was in the US, but it's everywhere, like mm, the fact that most teachers in primary school were women with the fact that uh, girls didn't want to study or didn't like math. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because if all these teachers were not 
confident about their math. They communicated this to the students. And then, uh, because as a girl, your role model is a woman. Woman, yeah. For women, they, they were more permeable to, to this. So they became, they, they came to, to think or to assume that maths was a very difficult thing. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's, uh, it comes back from <laughs> that to to, to yeah uh, to very I, I, young I think, age. I think I think um, it's it's an endless conversation in a sense. Like, um, yeah, a lot of people are working trying to solve that issue, uh, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know where, to, how to, if you want to attract women at your company, you're actually in one of the best position because you, yeah, you build, woman. yeah, you're a woman, <laughs> you build, you build that, that uh, company to, uh, uh, yeah, you, you, you empower other women and, and, and they should see it. They should be able to see that, yeah, it's a, it's a place for you to, to, to work and to, to shine. Um, okay. But then. Let, let me let me let me go back to my question about um, building a culture, a build, uh, building uh, that, that team, and be able to maintain that culture as the company grow, as the mission evolve. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting your question because we are also um, sometimes discussing it yeah what is our culture what is our uh, what are our values mm. maybe even within the original founders it's not exactly the same mm. <laughs> what you see what we see but uh, there is of course uh, i mean th more than 30 people everyone has their own ideas mm -hmm. but uh, last mm, last couple of in december we we did a uh, we got in some, for the first time, some HR people to okay. help us do a sort of survey to find out what was going on. Because we are, none of us is, uh, knows anything about HR, HR yeah. and uh, we go and learn in the process. Um, so they, they made this survey and one of the questions was, what, what is the culture of 30 megahertz? And it was nice to see that uh, when they showed us the results, they, they took a number of people as a sample and they asked them. Um, and it was nice to see that it, 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 it is our idea. Like, uh, um, basically, the culture is uh, a bunch of friendly people who want to uh, do things together and help each other, uh, have fun and... Everybody mentioned the flexibility in our company because people mm. can come and go as they like, more or less. Yeah. Um, but that was that can can be a way of summarizing what our culture is. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, that 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 is um, this quest for you know that uh, keep keeping everyone aligned, like with the yeah, that's uh, yeah. That's that's a, probably a difficult part. How do you deal with that in, on on daily basis? Yeah, that's also something we discuss with the HR people. Like, 
yeah, one way is to, whenever you take a decision, maybe you have to mention, okay, because this is our, because this is important for us, this is our value, then we should do this and not that, or something like that. Um, I don't know, because we, we value honesty, it's good to yeah. tell our customer uh, that this is not possible or whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, You're missing some opportunities there. I, 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 know, <laughs> I, know, I know some salespeople that will just go uh, like, yeah, we can do that. No, 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 no. Like, and then you go back, they go back to the engineers and you're like, no, it was not planned. Or it's like, yeah, but I, the cl client already signed for it. It's like, no, we're not doing it. Yeah, well, being honest is important. Basically, right? half yeah. of the management team in the, in the company are engineers. So we yeah. Are yeah, <laughs> yeah, can yeah, be yeah, quite yeah. direct. I think in nine apps, we, we uh, fired several customers when it was not working. It was like... Okay, this is not working. Right. Wow. <laughs> we fire our customers yeah. because it wasn't working. That's. <laughs> I was like, I thought you but, would but say, <laughs> we fire salespeople because it was not working. It's like, no, 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 we fire customers. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to put it. Um, so can you tell me, t tell us more about, uh, you, you mentioned that briefly, um, but the, 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 the mission today of your company like uh once again it's it's an evolving uh, yes. being yeah. what is the mission today if you were to put that uh yeah. someone is looking at you like i want to work for for that woman what is the mission again of uh, their company <laughs> i'm gonna do this again and go back <laughs> to the previous yeah. to another previous thing that was that I yeah. had done in my head yeah. uh, another way to keep the values important yeah. way is to uh, when you recruit because you always have to make sure that the people that you hire somehow share those values yeah otherwise it's gonna go it can, it can go anywhere yeah now okay done uh, <laughs> about that, that? That, that yeah yeah what's the mission uh, we have this mission to digitalize agriculture it sounds very um, I don't know ambitious yeah But we see, uh, we see that we can make a difference because um, there's something missing there, some some uh, some hole. Uh, there are different systems. There's a lot of data being collected, but there's not something putting it all together. And we think because we uh, we come. Like the agriculture industry for us is it's new, mm -hmm. but many of the players so far ha are coming from the industry, meaning that they know how to grow uh, plants. Yeah, yeah. We don't know anything about <laughs> growing okay. plants, but we know how to build uh, scalable systems. That's that's our strength. Yeah. So we think that we can. Uh, bring this to the uh, to the industry. We are also, um, yeah, part of our um, way of working is bringing good professionals that can solve problems. We hired uh, a data scientist 
recently, and now we are working on um, learning. So, be, so um, in a way, digitalizing and automating the way that you grow uh, plants, crops in a greenhouse. Okay. So that means. Uh, so we we are still a very technical company. We keep uh, being like that, and we. Um, we think that we, with our capacity and bringing the right people, we can solve problems that currently the industry is not able to solve. Yeah, or they're uh, not even aware of because uh, for them they they're in the routine, their daily routine. But at some point, sometimes you just don't see that that segment of your business. If it's automata uh, 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 if you digitalize that, it will bring you so much more value, maybe. Kind yeah. of, uh, uh, but um, there is something you mentioned at the beginning was uh, about uh, are we in the right time? Is that is it the right timing? Uh, our, our, our customer are uh, 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 you were talking about uh, you, you know the, the timing of being in an industry building a product and then realizing that no you're probably not in the right time what mm -hmm. what were you referring to in a way yeah well um and maybe because uh i have too, too many ideas uh, <laughs> going yeah. around in yeah. my head yeah. um so on one hand um what we were talking about before about the mission mm -hmm. Uh, digitalizing, which sounds very abstract and or maybe a little bit too functional. Yeah. Uh, what's in my head and some of my colleagues, I see us at some point um, with these kind of systems where we digitalize, automate, and take the knowledge that is in the industry and put it in a system. We can help growers in Latin America or in uh, Africa. Yeah. We can help them, um, yeah, get yeah. this knowledge there, yeah. which is not, might not, might not exist. Or we can help them um, be able to, to grow crops in a more sustainable way, yeah. in a more efficient way, yeah. because with greenhouses you can, be, you can grow much more uh, yeah, regardless in of a, the season. In a smaller space, yeah. regardless almost of the season. Yeah. Um, so all these things, which is in our heads, it's not going to happen from from today to tomorrow yeah, or yeah, next yeah. year. But it is uh, it it is a bit being being ahead, at least in intentions. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Um, when I, before I said that maybe we uh, sometimes we feel that we are uh, that we bring because we bring something that is new that doesn't exist yet. Mm -hmm. In that sense, it's uh, being ahead. Like if you if you have, well, I think there are many examples in the history of uh, technology. Like you know, you have one. I don't know, Filezilla, no, no, Mozilla, Mozilla, Mozilla yeah. and then uh, in the end, 
um, what was it? The one which won the the, the battle? Uh, Netscape uh, was. Netscape uh, or, uh, you mean for the browser? So there was there was one which was the first. Yeah, but yeah, that wasn't yeah. that didn't win. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, mosaic. I mean, not even mosaic. Before mosaic, there was one, and mosaic, then was, uh, yeah. mosaic was mosaic. the one by Netscape. That was the uh, yeah, the, the first commercial browser. And then Internet Explorer <laughs> came in, but um, uh, yeah, it was mostly like a fight, but a good example of it, uh, of, of being too early or was like uh, Twitter, for example. Twitter started, it like the product itself, that's like, uh, it, it started a product probably two, three years prior to the thing. Hmm. Then it's like no, that's too early. I mean, yeah. there were no uh, responses. That's 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 to my knowledge that's what happened. Yeah. And then a few years later, they try again, and then it, the market was there. The, mm -hmm. There there was a need for such a thing. Um, there are a few apps like that, um, uh, that were either too early because the infrastructure wasn't able to to sustain that, and mm -hmm. then once the infrastructure was there. Can just put it back and and uh, you mentioned um, augmented reality it's not yeah. a new concept uh, with your um, layards is that the company was working on such a thing and uh, um, yeah was it ready no probably not the, the industry wasn't completely ready to uh, for mm -hmm. that and yeah. today the infrastructure the, we have more processing power so then that enables uh, this thing to happen and uh and and as we grow we go 5g and all the the new um uh, cubic computing and all this stuff it will become even more mm -hmm. possible to make this thing happen so yeah there's this uh but what what you're basically saying there is what from what i understood is you have this um uh vision mm -hmm. but you know that Uh, yeah, it is a vision. Today, mm. even if you had all yeah. the, the things, that would, that would be too early. Is that what I understood? Um, I don't think that the technology-wise, I think it, we can already yeah. do it. Yeah, even even in uh, in a, like most of a region in Africa and uh, well, or South South America. A good point, but. Um, Because well, it also goes with the edu education, right? Because one of the... Or money. <laughs> or money, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in a way. Saying like, uh, do people have access to, well, internet? Like, do they have access to um, the capital to basically uh, buy the material to run the programs, mm -hmm. for example? And, and then the educational part is, do they have uh, access to enough education material to understand... Uh, the value that such a tool will bring uh, mm -hmm. to them, even here in Holland, as you still needed to convince yes, people exactly. to educate them, to yeah. show them like this is what our product does and could do for you. Yeah. And um, so I think there is this part that needs to be um, uh, available at, at a certain at a certain scale mm -hmm. for you to then go in there. So let's take, for example, a company like Facebook. Okay, it's probably not the best example, but they do it really well. So what, what they did is like, we want to connect the world. Mm -hmm. But if we wait for each country to, to uh, make the internet available for everyone in their country, 
then we're not gonna get our mission. We're not gonna be able to reach our mission. Yeah. But then, like, how do you do that? If you, they have the means, so they have money, capitals, and they they're able to provide satellite to to the space and then make internet available literally everywhere because yeah. they have the means. So by doing so, they suddenly enable their mission. They make their mission even more yeah. like reachable because they were able to say like, let's unlock that blocking point and then open the thing. Okay. Whatever people think of Facebook, if we think in terms of strategy, that's, mm -hmm. that's a very yeah. good way of doing it. Um, and I know a few companies that were able to do that at scale. So, Uh, if you had this kind of means, maybe you had, mm -hmm. you would be yeah. able to just say, <laughs> damn, I thought you were there already. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so um, uh, maybe one more, one more question about um, uh, your company and then I will go back quickly back to you uh, specifically. Um, What is, what is the main blocking point today um, in terms of, if there is any, um, in terms of uh, 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 growing your, um, maybe your customer base or having people to use your product or is there any blocking point or? Um, yeah, yeah, of course it's a struggle. We have now... Uh, almost 400 uh, customers, yeah. which is a lot. But with our our current pricing, it doesn't allow us to uh, to sustain ourselves. Yeah. So we are changing that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, your customer acquisition strategy as a, as a company, it's it's yeah. You mean we so we are um, we have a very small sales team yeah okay and our strategy <laughs> it's it's <laughs> funny because now we're back to the we're engineers but let's let's actually have a small sales team uh, <laughs> still yeah uh, no but uh, the strategy is that they don't um, their main thing is not anymore to sell directly yeah. because it has been like that for the last few years like yeah. Just literally calling, hello, I am uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hans from 30 megahertz and uh, I uh, have this solution. Well, so cold calling, a lot of cold calling. Now the idea is to go ma uh, more into a strategy in which we find uh, companies in the industry which mm -hmm. already have customers, who already have... Um, they, they have a problem that we can solve. Yeah, okay. And then we offer them an application on top of our yeah. product, and then they can do the sales because they already know their customers. They already yeah. know what they need. We can, uh, because as I said before, we are not part of the industry. They know better, better what, yeah. what, fun what functionality. Yeah. I mean, it could be easier to just be hidden. Hidden? In the whole, like hidden in the whole process, like people using your product, they don't even realize that you're the, part of the layer. For example, you, we all have a credit card or a bank card, or but there are a lot of layers actually. Yes. Like when you have that card, you just don't know that no. there is actually a system, a whole software layer that takes care of the fraud 
and all the things yeah. there are another one that takes care of the like regulation or about i don't know what but there are companies there in the middle that we don't know mm -hmm. but yeah. we use their product uh, without knowing that they're right there um, yeah in a way so that's, that's that might be a, the direction but yeah um, yeah for now we we already are have made a name uh, for ourselves yeah Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, Maybe yeah, it yeah, will okay. go that way. Maybe okay. Not. So I want I want to quickly go back to you being a software engineer and now you're a CTO of a company. Mm. Do you get to code still? Do you get to manage oh, people? Yes, I get to code. Okay. <laughs> Often, but it's very stressful because yeah. you know to to code you need concentrated time. Yeah. To focus. I love coding. Yes. It's just I do it because we are not enough people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I struggle with that as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I do like it. Yeah, um, and I had so now we we're talking about more like the IT part, the get the machine, the software running. How do you build that? How many people do you uh, like? How do you manage the, your teams to to release the product? How often do you release the product? Mm. What 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 is that? What uh, how, what is uh, 30 megahertz as a software company? Well, how does that look? Yeah, well, the, one of the interesting or challenging things for us is that we are not only software but software hardware company. Oh, right. okay. So the engineering development team is basically divided in two, or yeah, there are three teams of engineers. Um, one of them developing software and hardware. Mm -hmm. So the software which goes on the hardware and the hardware itself, connecting mm -hmm. sensors and putting them in the boards and yeah. stuff, very roughly speaking. <laughs> I'm not a hardware engineer. Yeah. Then there's the platform engineers and then there's um, platform, front-end, everything yeah. else. Yeah. And then there's a group of engineers who make sure that Everything is configured, right? It's more like an operations team, but yeah. Um, so that's how it's organized. So my teams are the hardware and software teams. Mm -hmm. And uh, you would say, yeah, what, what is she doing there? Because she doesn't know any hardware. No, that's, that's where my partner, uh, Jasper, comes yeah. in. And okay. he, he directs that, that uh, part very that well. Part. And there's other very senior people. So one of the one of the reasons I think that we succeeded in the in the in the technological side of things is that we have quite a high level of seniority in yeah. the team. So yeah, I mean, when you, you're you, a small team, you just need people who yeah, just you just know need people to like get the stuff done then and they know yes. what to do and they just yes. go after it. Yeah, um, very interesting. And uh, so you get to. How do you manage that uh, in terms of time? How do you manage? I need to manage people or the company and answer uh, Davey inviting me to a podcast and all <laughs> these things. And I still need to code and deliver sometimes some some pro some patches here or fixes there. How do you manage your time? As a, yeah, as you a just touched the very <laughs> sore point. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. it's um, <laughs> difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult because for uh, on one hand you have 
like you said, your CTO, resp CTO responsibility that you have to to you have to take care of people. I, I've that's like for me, it's very very important. Uh, then you have to respond to um, your supervisors, which are your investors and so on. Okay. And that also comes with a bunch of work and stuff like. Uh, you have to to give them uh, or to to explain account for the, what you spend your time on and uh, your money and so budgeting and all these kind of things yeah. uh, new concepts for me <laughs> um, and yes the day to day work if you don't have enough people it's uh, it's a bit challenging yeah. Okay. Then you have to. No. Uh, it's. Uh, what is the? How do you? How do you make sure that you always stay up to date with technology out there? And you know, um, yeah, you have a software company, like a, a hardware. Now, let's say, how can I put it? A product company. Is that the way you would put it? Like, uh, I'm just trying to make the mix between software and hardware company because you're basically yeah. providing a product to customer. But then uh, the underlying technology changes; they they evolve. Um, the, the how at your company you stay up to date? You make sure that you're always uh, like learning, or people are always up to date with the with things that needs to be that that changes. I don't know if I'm uh, totally up to date. <laughs> no, but I um, part of it, being curious helps. So yeah. that if well now uh, information is uh, omnipresent, or I don't know if that's the right word. It's yeah, everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. So if you you get you receive all sorts of you can subscribe to all sorts of uh, newsletters and stuff, and then you take what is interesting, but. In general, I'm driven by the problems we have ourselves. Mm. And then if I see, oh, there's this new technology that could help solving these problems that yeah. we have, then uh, that's how I get up to date. But yeah. always in my free time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Free, free time. <laughs> no free time. Yeah. yeah. In my no free time. <laughs> Your no free time. <laughs> okay, no free time. That says it all. When so, I don't have alarms, because maybe you maybe you heard a little bit. No, no, uh, yeah. I still receive alarms when something uh, goes uh, wrong. Well, I'm still part of the, <laughs> okay. part of the team. Okay. We are, um, yeah. Interesting. So you even have like, you're using your phone as a not your notification system, like, hey, something is burning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. Um, Flavia, we have, uh, we, 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 we talked about a few things already. Um, at Agflix, we, we um, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful that you are here today. And at Agflix, we have this, um, this thing where we ask our guests if they have people that inspire them to, to be whoever they are today, to, to you know, um, and, and uh, yeah, and th that's the question I'm asking you. Is there anyone that inspire you out there uh, that you would probably want to say thank you to the person or I don't know, is there someone like that in the industry? Yeah, there's many people that inspire yeah. me. Um, so this is for me to say thank you to someone. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, so I'm saying thank you right now, but um, 
I, I don't know if you're gonna be open to this, but what we do is like um, we usually if someone inspire you, uh, we want to talk to that person. We want to invite that person on the podcast, right? And and we want you to be there to actually host the podcast with the person to and talk, them. yeah, and talk <laughs> about uh, like different topics. Is this so something this, you would be open? This is the first time I am in a podcast. Uh, yeah. You want to be in the other side? <laughs> we, but with someone that inspire you, that that you, you know, you never know. Mm. Is there? No, I yeah, I agree. It's, yeah. Who who well, would be that? Who would someone be that person? That, that, that I, I think of several people, but one of the persons that is, uh, yeah, sometimes inspiring or. My colleague, uh, my partner, who uh, who runs the, the hardware uh, yeah. team, I think I would. Uh, he's a nice guy. You can have an interesting conversation. I think. Yeah, hardware related and basically uh, talking about. <laughs> but then we tell this story all over. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> no, okay. no, but he okay. he has his own uh, point of view of these things. Yeah. Uh, different yeah. story for him. Yeah? Okay. And what's the name? Can you? It's Jasper Hertzen. Jasper Hertzen. Okay. Yeah. We, 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 we find you, Jasper. We will find you. <laughs> we know where you live. <laughs> and we're going to invite you here <laughs> on the podcast. Um, yeah. And uh, so you said you're not going to want, you don't want to have Jasper on the podcast. Like you will ask him. <laughs> that I don't want? No, like, yeah, it's, an, it's open. Would you, would you like to ask yeah. him? Yeah. 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 You have some yeah. question already for him, then he's going to prepare already. So you can talk to him right here and then you tell him to prepare already for the questions you have for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay. Um, so yeah, um, once again, we have a, uh, like a pretty good conversation about, um, um, yeah, being a software engineer, being a CTO, I mean, being an engineer, being a CTO running companies, going after opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you have a last word for people watching, for people listening? Any advice, any anything you want to add? Um, no, I just follow your passion, do it. And yeah, especially if you're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, the, like, yeah, don't uh, don't feel uh, less or threatened by not not fitting in because it's normal that if you're um, different than most of people that you are in with, then you feel different. <laughs> but it's, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You you would you might be uh, losing an opportunity talking about opportunities if you don't go for your passion. Yeah. Nice. Thank you, Flavia. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.